the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-ditching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. Saints of God, our God is a God of transformation and manifestation. Transformations and manifestations that are all good. The word good in the Greek means good in any sense, as in in the widest sense. That means that the transformations and manifestation that God causes to happen are good in ways that we'll never understand until after they happen. The word good also translates beneficial. That means that all the transformations and manifestations that God wants to cause to happen in our lives will be beneficial in more ways than we could ever understand. That's one of the few reasons why each and every transformation and manifestation that God promises and provides should be desired by you and me. Because whatever they might be, one thing we know for sure is that they'll be good and beneficial to and for you and me, whatever they might be. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Isaiah chapter 45. See, we shouldn't argue with or fight against God's transformation of us. Because we want him to transform us. But for that to happen, you got to quit arguing with it. Because there's a lot of people that think that they can prescribe to God what they, what they want him to do. That's why they'll even choose their church. That's why they'll even choose their pastor. God says, excuse me, I'm the one that's molding you. I'm the one that sends you where to go. Man, they stopped liking it a long time ago. Praise God. Amen. I'm, the, I'm the one choose. You don't choose. I choose. Because I know what you need. I know what's put in you. I know what to get out of you. And I know who's capable of doing it. We even tell him how many times we're going to show up. We still think we're in that one where we can choose on the menu. Let me say, I'm going to go to this service. I ain't going to that service. I'm going to go to this one. Guys, I said, humble yourself under my mighty hand. If I wanted you to go to a one service service, I'd have sent you to a one service church. But if I send you to one that got all this that I put together, it must be because you need it. But even though we say when we read that verse, oh, man, who would who, who tell God what to do? You do? <laughs> you do, I said. Every time you, every time you ask, every time you decide how things are going to be. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, it's tight, but it's right. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Because we get to choose them. How we think that we want God to do it. I just need you to take a little bit off of this. God say, okay. You, you, you act like you're in the military. And you just joined up in the military and told them, okay, I just want a little bit off the sides. And they say, okay. Mm. 
Because they're going to do to you what they was going to do anyway. They don't care nothing about what they Look, look, I just want a little bit over here and a little bit over there. I want you to, to kind of like use your, clip, use your clippers and the comb and just run the comb and then do your clippers with it and stuff like that and, and just thin it a little bit. That's all I want. And they be like, okay. Mm, mm. Then they turn, they turn you around and say, how you like it? You're like, that ain't what I asked for. He said, that's what you got. When it comes to be molded, reshaped, we don't choose it. God does. He's the maker. He's the potter. We the clay. Next time you're confused about this, go pick up a piece of clay and ask it a question and see if it answers you. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not going to answer you. It ain't going to have nothing to say. So he's trying to tell you what he expects you to do as clay. Because in scripture, he uses certain things to describe us, like he calls us sheep. A lot of us be like, oh, that's so cute. Go study sheep, study sheep. You'll find out what God is saying. He called us goats at one point, study goats. You'll find out why he does that. He calls us eagles at some point, and he calls us clay. He expects us to be able to just let him mold us, let him shape us his way. Let him do for us what he wants to do. Because God said, got some things he wants to do for and through you. He said, you going to command me? Arr. That's in verse 11. Verse 12. I have made the earth and created man upon it. I, even my hands, have stretched out the heavens and all their hosts have I commanded. I, have raised up in righteousness and I will direct all his ways. I got anybody in here that's righteous? God said he was going to direct all your ways. How many? And I will direct all his ways and he shall build my city and he shall let go my captives. Not for price, no reward, Save the Lord of hosts. God say, I'm going to rebuild you and make you the way I want you to. So that you can do what I've got for you to do. That's why we're not supposed to be striving with him about anything. Verse 9 says, war unto him that striveth with his maker. That word striveth right there means to toss, that is to grapple. To toss, that is to grapple. You remember how, how Jacob did? When he ran into the angel, which was the theophany, which was an appearance of God in the Old Testament. Some say Christophany, which was the appearance of the Christ before, in, before he was incarnate in, 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 in the Old Testament. And remember how he wrestled with that thing all night long. All night long he wrestled with that. Ask me why he wrestled that long. Because he thought he could get the upper hand and it would turn out the way he wanted it to. Because he was so used to controlling everything and handling everything and things going in the way that he wanted it to go. But that was Jacob. Israel don't think that way. Jacob thinks that way. He's still thinking that he can, you know, get the upper hand and do it the way he want to do. But he couldn't get the upper hand on that, on that theophany because that's God because you can't get the upper hand on God. And then he said to him, he said, he said, and he said, and he said I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. That's when he put his finger down on his thigh. 
and changed his entire walk. And then he changed his name. But he changed his walk first. Because you're going to walk differently if you want to be blessed like you, want, like you say you do. And if you're going to be used like I want to do, I got to change your walk. He didn't get the upper hand. He finally was transformed into another man. And that was part of his transformation process. He changed his walk in order to, trans- to transform him into the man he wanted him to be. God wants to do that in many of our lives. He wants to change our walk. Where we walk, how we walk, how fast we walk, hmm? who we walk with, what we walk wearing. He wants to change our walk. But God's got to be the one that does it. God transformed his walk. He didn't transform his walk. God transformed his walk. And God's the one that you can't strive. You ain't supposed to strive with God. Don't be struck. See, a lot of people, it's a struggle to truly be transformed. Because that means you got to relinquish control. You got to relinquish the, uh, the, you know, the what to do. You, you're so used, to, you're so used to, to running stuff that you run from the stuff that God wants you to do. Hallelujah. He said, don't, you don't strive with him. Figuratively, it means to wrangle or to hold a controversy. Ain't no controversy. Just do what he said. Matthew chapter 20. It's getting quiet up in this Presbyterian church. Praise God. Matthew chapter in this spirit-filled church. It's getting quiet up in here. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. I was just checking to see if all those still work. Praise God. Matthew chapter 20. See, God has the right to do whatever he wants to do with us. I said God has the right to do whatever he wants to do with us. We're his possession. Matthew, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. Matthew chapter 20, verse 15. Of course, somebody had asked him, you know, about what he was doing with what it was his. You know, that's basically the premise. They was asking him about what was, what was his, murmuring and complaining about what he was doing when, with what was his. He said in verse 15, a principle, he said, is it not lawful for me to do what I will with mine own? Is this I evil? Is, is thine I evil because I am good? Like you getting all attitudinal because I'm trying to do something good for somebody? So the last shall be first. And the first shall be last. For many be called, but few chosen. See, God has the right to do whatever he wants to with us. Because we're his possession. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, that you were bought with a price? We're his possession. One of the reasons why the called are chosen is because the called, one of the reasons why the called aren't chosen is because the called won't let God mold them and shape them into the person capable and eligible to do what they're called to do. Can I talk to you? Your calling comes long before you're the person who he's going to have do the calling. Your calling comes long before you're the person who he's going to have do the calling. So he'll call you in advance to do certain things. But then between then and the time that you actually do it, he will transform you into the person to do it.
he called Abram. But Abram wasn't the one that was the father of many nations. Abraham was. Why? Because he called him as Abram, knowing he's going to transform him into Abraham before it actually come time to do it. Does that make sense? Abram and Abraham, the difference between the two is God's position in his life. The difference between Abram and Abraham is God's position in his life. See, when he's Abram, God is around him, speaking to him. When he's Abraham, God is in him. Because it's A-B-R-A-H-A-M. The H-A is God's name, one of God's names. In the Hebrew, H-A. So he had to open him up, put the H-A in, close it back up so that he could be surrounding God and God could be in him. He had to change him, his position in him. See, some of us still got God external. I I know, come on, don't don't look at me like that. I know theologically he's already moved in on the inside of you. But his word still bounces off of you and falls off. Like we'll say, be faithful. It bounces off and it just, just like it just bounces off and it falls off. Or it might go in your ear, but stay right, right here, right in that area. And it depends on how you hold your head, it'll fall back out and stuff like that. I'm trying to teach up in here. Amen. Because it hasn't soaked into you yet. It hasn't become a part of you. It wasn't until God became a part of him. God's word became a part of him that he can now use him. See, some of us, God's word ain't a part of us. We still got it on the ex- external. See, well, as long as it's external, it's difficult to carry. It's hard to handle. Once it moves inside of you, it's easy to deal with now. Because now it's you. Does that make so God needs to transform you? And get some of this stuff in you so you can start being what he says rather than just hearing what he says. God wants you to be what he said and not just hear what he said. Because some of us are hearing, but we ain't hearing enough to get faith. Whereas we actually live it and do it like he wants us to do. That's one of the transformations that's going to happen. That's part of the ways where we struggle. Because I don't want to keep hearing it. I want to hear something new. No, you don't. You want to hear something transformative. Does that make sense? You want to get this in you. Get it in you. Quit being so stubborn. Quit struggling. Quit fighting. Just be what he said to be. The Revised Standard Version, let me read it out of that. I'm going to only do verse 15 out of the Revised Standard Version. It says, am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So you got to understand that anytime God wants to do anything for you, it's him being generous. I say anytime God wants to do anything for you, it's him being generous. And if God wants to then start remolding you and shaping you into the person he wanted to do, he being generous than a mug. Because he had to do nothing.
But if he did it, he's being generous. That's why we ain't supposed, we're not supposed to begrudge his generosity. The word begrudge means to resent the pleasure or good fortune. To resent the pleasure or good fortune. I got to go to church. You ain't got to go to church. Leave your little happy hips home. And stay the way you are. You don't begrudge his, his good fortune, his, the, the things he's trying to do for you. Some people resent what God tried to do. How about this one? I like the word origins. I always go back to the origin of the word. I love the origin, the original definition of it before it got modified and changed through time. The word origin for the word begrudge means to murmur. To murmur. Because there's some folk, look at your neighbor and say, he ain't talking about us. He ain't talking about us. Who murmur and complain about the word that God sends to train versus allow it to do for you what it wants to do. And that's transform you and change you into the person that you're supposed to be. That's why we be having asthma attacks when some stuff get talked about in church and stuff. Okay, turn with me and let's talk about offerings and tithes and (sighs) 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 (sighs)
It's my man over there. Say all of us. For who has resisted his will? Nay, but oh man, who art thou that replies against God? Now the question mark is correct here. Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, why hast thou made me thus? Have not the potter power over the clay? Of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another unto dishonor? Huh? He said, don't I have power over the clay? Remember, he the potter, we the clay. He said, how, 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 pot, how you going to ask me about what I'm doing? No, you just let me do what I'm doing. Amen. Good teaching, Pastor. Good teaching. Praise God. Could you imagine that? God spinning the wheel, working on the clay, and he keep hearing something. <laughs> and he stopped it. He said, say what? Say what? What are you doing? I didn't sign up for this. I said, take a little off of here. <laughs> he said, smack. See, it's foolish to think that the clay would say anything. But let's question God. As though God don't know what he's doing. Well, why, why'd you do this first? I was thinking <laughs> that maybe it should be in this order. Who was thinking? Hallelujah. He'd be like, didn't I tell you? Lean not to your own understanding. Just trust in me. Yeah, you said that. That made a nice refrigerator magnet, but you don't expect me to live my life according to that, do you? Especially when you're talking about changing me. God said, still don't lean to your own understanding. Just let me do what I do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen in God's word that the transformations and manifestation that he wants to do for us really are for us. I hope that you've seen that God's not playing. He means exactly what he's saying. Brothers and sisters, God's word is true. Transformation and manifestation really is what God's got planned for me and you. Let's believe it's true and then cooperate with God so that he can cause to happen the transformations and manifestations he wants to happen in our lives. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. 
We also invite all the brothers in San Antonio to come out to our Breakfast of Champions men's breakfast tomorrow morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Sisters from Word of Faith. Prepare for the brothers of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my brothers that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, just for the brothers, that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late, this if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Bring a couple brothers with you when you do. I guarantee that you'll be blessed, and they will too. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church fellowshipping with other believers and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So, if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email, sharing with us that you're being blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. The Bible says God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said in his word that he would do. That is, make sure that you reap what you've sown. So we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being a blessing that you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 